September 20th, 2022, VMLYNR for Zeljans. At ID PFXE012100. Spot title 60 Mornings Are Made for Better Things. 60 Second Radio, Full Mix. Mornings were made for better things than rheumatoid arthritis or RA. Zeljans tofacitinib is a pill for adults with moderate to severe RA when tumor necrosis factor blockers did not work well or could not be tolerated. Zeljans can help relieve joint pain, swelling, and help stop further joint damage. Zeljans can lower your ability to fight infections. Don't start if you have one. Before and during treatment, your doctor should check for infections like TB and do blood tests. Serious, sometimes fatal infections, cancers including lymphoma and lung, blood clots, serious heart-related events, tears in the stomach or intestines, and allergic reactions have happened. People 50 and older with heart disease risk factors have an increased risk of death. Tell your doctor if you've had hepatitis B or C, have flu-like symptoms, are prone to infections, or have ever had a heart attack, stroke, clot, or other heart problems, or swelling of lips, tongue, throat, or hives. Ask your doctor about prescription Zeljans. Visit Zeljans.com or call 1-844-ZELJANS. When it comes to work, communication is key, even if you don't have a writing job. Sounding unconfident, indecisive, or passive-aggressive can hold you back professionally and hurt your team's productivity. Grammarly Premium's advanced tone suggestions make sure you're always sending the right message. Sound clear and confident in your writing and automatically replace negative-leaning language with solution-focused alternatives. With Grammarly's help, you can build stronger relationships at work, be constructive in the face of challenges, and help your team get things done. Grammarly works where you do, so your team's projects get done before the deadline. And with features like comprehensive spelling, grammar, and clarity-focused sentence rewrites, Grammarly helps keep your writing efficient and mistake-free. The right tone can move any project forward. Get it just right with Grammarly. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to sign up for free. Then get 20% off when you upgrade to premium. That's 20% off at Grammarly.com slash podcast. Hello, Cleveland. Welcome to the Dogland Podcast. I am your host, Anthony Jokey. We are here today to get you ready for the matchup between the Cleveland Browns and the Washington football team. Uh, that is still weird to say. I will try to get used to it. Uh, but as always, I have Jack McCurry rolling with me uh, to break this game down for you as we get ready uh, for the matchup on Sunday. Jack, how we doing? Doing good, man. You know, it's been a long week. Obviously, we didn't get to sit down as much as we like to to uh, bring you guys some quality podcasts, but. Uh, here we are getting ready for a game, and I will admit, it is weird to say, I've caught myself a few times this week talking about it with people, that it is now the Washington football team. Yeah, I will do my best not to say uh, that former name uh, that they, they used to be under. It's just, you know, you, when you're conditioned for so long uh, to, to say a, a team's name, kind of like uh, the Los Angeles Chargers, that's still weird for me to say, So or the... Uh, Las Vegas Raiders, um, you know, those, it, it takes a while to get used to it and, and calling it by, uh, by their new name. And, you know, we'll see what the, the future holds for the Washington football team in terms of picking out a new name. But uh, as we get ready for Sunday, you know, there's a lot of injury news to discuss. And I guess the biggest one is while the secondary for the Browns is starting to get healthy, 
Uh, Denzel Ward has mispracticed the last two days with a groin injury. I know a lot of us have looked forward to seeing him uh, go one-on-one with Terry McLaurin, another Buckeye, um, this weekend, and and we thought that'd be a really good matchup to watch and something that would be you know necessary to have him out there. But Jack, it looks like you know there's a there's a good shot he might not play this Sunday, and if that's the case, you know there's some other guys are going to have to step up now. Uh, Greedy Williams uh, has been practicing this week and will likely play on Sunday, so having him back will be helpful. But not having Denzel Ward is really going to be a tough blow to this defense. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, outside of Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward's one of our cornerstones on the defensive side of the ball. And it's still unclear how this injury came about. Um, Don't know if it happened during or it obviously happened during a practice because it didn't get hurt at all during last week's win against Cincinnati. Uh, But yeah, I mean, if he's down, that's really going to hurt because as we've seen for the first few games, you know, the secondary has been a struggle. Um, Obviously, if we're getting you know, Greedy Williams back, Kevin Johnson back, that's going to help. But if you're losing Denzel Ward, you know, it's going to be a major blow. Now, granted, you know, I feel like, you know, Terrence Mitchell, if we get Greedy and Kevin Johnson back, even in a limited capacity, that they can stop Washington's uh, wide receivers. But, you know, Denzel Ward, he has had the injury bug a little bit during his NFL career so far. You know, he had the concussions back his rookie year. Last year, he had the hamstring strain. I know a lot of people want to say that, you know, he's injury prone and he's never going to shake that. But, you know, I feel like, you know, Denzel Ward is one of the most disrespected players, not even only on the Browns, but in the league. So uh, hopefully this injury is not serious. Um, We haven't gotten official word as what his status will be for Sunday. But if he's out, it's definitely going to hurt the Browns defense. Yeah, you, you mentioned there um, Kevin Johnson also returning. And now having him, Greedy Williams, and Terrence Mitchell, uh, you know, you said you're confident that those three guys could uh, help contain the wide receivers that Washington has. Um, I know you spent some time earlier today watching uh, Washington and, and her last game and whatnot. Talk about what you saw from their receivers and, and what they do to potentially cause problems for the Browns defense. Well, obviously we know what Terry McLaurin is. As soon as he arrived in the NFL, he, he's made an impact um, and he is their best weapon. He might even be their only weapon, you know, according to some, but uh, he he's a, definitely a playmaker. He doesn't wow you with any like athletic abilities. He's just a solid target. Uh, the touchdown he had last week, it was just a, a quick little slant route and he was able to uh, cut through the middle of the field and head towards the end zone. And, you know, people will say, well, they don't have much besides that, but I'm watching Steven Sims and that'll be a guy who'll keep an eye on. Uh, he's another guy that doesn't wow you, but he does have some playmaking ability. Um, those are the only two that really stand out in terms of the wide receivers. So I feel like, and Terrence Mitchell is another one of these disrespected players talked about on the Browns and even uh, our colleague Jake Burns, who's been on the show a few times said yesterday, like you look at his, uh, his coverage grades, his like when they throw towards him, like Terrence Mitchell's a playmaker. So if Denzel Ward can't go, I feel like Mitchell will do a pretty good job on McLaurin. If need be, I think Kevin Johnson will as well. Cause Kevin Johnson uh, was it one of those underrated free agent signings we had in the off season. Obviously, 
it's amazing he's back already after uh, having a lacerated liver during training camp. And then, you know, it'll be interesting to see what Greedy Williams can do. Uh, you know, he had a shaky rookie season. Um, hopefully Joe Woods has him in a better scheme to where Greedy can be utilized and show that he was worth the second round pick that the Browns took. But, uh, you know, outside of Sims and McLaurin, there really wasn't anything out of the uh, Washington receivers that wowed me when I was watching the, the game earlier today. You know, it's just nice to have a little bit of a depth back, uh, having uh, Greedy Williams and Kevin Johnson back. Um, you know, having those two guys back will, will definitely uh, make a difference on this Browns defense that has definitely struggled uh, through the first couple of weeks here. Um, hey, speaking so- of... Can I cut in real quick? Um, yep. Katie Williams was just ruled out by the Browns for Sunday, and Denzel Ward is listed as questionable. So sorry to cut you off there, but I figured we'd chime in with a little well, breaking news. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess that yeah, I, that throws a rush into what I just said about having depth uh, <laughs> for Sunday. So, uh, well, that that's really unfortunate. Um, I guess they won't have as much uh, depth as we thought they would, um, you know, having Greedy, having Kevin Johnson. Uh, back for for this for the game on Sunday, so that that's a, a really tough blow for that he'll be out for uh, third straight game to to start the season, and, and we'll see if Denzel plays or not. Um, speaking of depth, uh, the defensive line now uh, Olivier Vernon uh, has not practiced all week. Uh, Adrian Claiborne finally returned to practice uh, on uh, today, actually. Um, so. The, the depth on the defensive line, especially at that defensive end position, uh, has been really thin. Um, it will be nice to have Claymore back. I, he'll he'll start uh, if he plays, I would tend to guess. And then you'll, they'll rotate in Porter Gustin, who had a really uh, solid performance uh, against the Bengals last Thursday night. Um, you know, Jack, if Olivier Vernon uh, isn't able to go, and I, I know Washington's offensive line isn't the best in the world. They're kind of in the same situation as, as the Bengals. Um, how much success do you feel this defensive line could have if they're still missing Olivier Vernon? And, you know, for some reason, Adrian Claiborne can't play, even though he returned to practice today. Yeah. Um, you know, just because we're getting the injury reports now, uh, Vernon has been ruled out. Claiborne's listed as questionable. Um, Mac Wilson is also listed as questionable. We didn't really talk about him, but he, uh, you know, that'll be probably a game time decision. And then, um, who am I drawing a blank on right now? Um, Kevin Johnson is expected to play. I'm sorry. But, uh, when you talk about the defensive line, obviously, you know, if Vernon can't go, I know there was some, you know, kind of worried, you know, about what's how the defensive line was going to shake out without him. And they played fairly well against a really bad, more than fairly well. They played really good against a pretty bad uh, Bengals offensive line. Now you're coming into this week. The Washington offensive line wasn't that good already. Now they just lost their best one, Brandon Scherf, to injury. And this is a Washington offensive line. That, and the statistic was they've given up pressure on 35.5% of dropbacks by uh, the quarterback, Dwayne Haskins. So, you know, this is another opportunity for the Browns defensive front that has played well through two weeks to have another outstanding performance. You know, we already know what Miles Garrett is. Claiborne's had a couple sacks already in his first few games, obviously went out last week with the hip injury, 
Porter Gustin is coming on and a lot of more people are taking notice that you know, this kid does have talent. We've seen glimpses of it last year and that last week he was uh, dominant against um, Cincinnati. You know, Miles Garrett had nine pressures. Porter Gustin had six. And, and you know, that just goes to show that, you know, the defensive line coach, Chris Kiffin, defensive coordinator Joe Woods, they have done great work with our defensive line, including our edge rushers. So I would expect that we see another pretty strong performance against arguably another bad offensive line in Washington. Yeah, I mean, if, you know, if the defensive backs, you know, aren't able to go like Denzel Ward and we just saw Greedy Williams is out, um, do you really think it's going to matter if they're out, if this offensive line is able to put a ton of pressure on Dwayne Haskins all game long and as well as uh, stopping the running game uh, for the Washington football team? No, I don't. I, because, I mean, you look back last week. I mean, we were getting pressure on Cincinnati's front. Yeah, they the Browns' defense gave up a lot of yards, but you watch Denzel Ward and Terrence Mitchell were shutting down A.J. Green and pretty much it was Joe Burrow just dinking and dunking against our defense. We It was kind of a bend-but-don't-break mentality. Like, yeah, we gave up 30 points, and there's a lot of things that the Browns could work on, but they didn't really give up any big plays. You, uh, they pretty much shut down their big-time playmakers for the most part. So, And when you look at Washington, like I said, you have McLaurin, you have Sims. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, Logan Thomas is their top tight end. He was a former quarterback at Virginia Tech who has uh, transformed to a tight end the last few years. Uh, we'll get to the running backs on the Washington football team, but I just don't see, like, even though, you know, Greedy's out, Denzel might be out, I feel like Mitchell, Kevin Johnson, and, you know, the guys in the in our, the back of our secondary, the safeties, they'll be able to limit the production of, you know, the Washington skill players for sure. So how do we feel about Dwayne Haskins and his development so far? Because, you know, he was a, a first-round pick in, in 2019. Uh, you know, he had an up-and-down rookie season. Uh, they brought in Kyle Allen. Uh, Alex Smith returned uh, this season from that nasty knee injury. How do we feel about where Dwayne Haskins is at at this moment? And do you feel that Washington um, has your quarterback? You know, it, it's still, I think it's still to be determined. Obviously, a regime change happened. Um, you know, Ron Rivera came in. You know, he's, you know, he brought in Kyle Allen, brought him over from Carolina. Like you said, they did keep Alex Smith, um, who's pretty much there at this point in a mentor role. I don't know if he's ever going to see the field again. You know, thankfully, he made the roster. Like, at, like you said, after that knee injury, um, you know, Haskins. There's some things you like about him. You know, the completion percentage is low. Um, you know, he's not... I think it's it's just still to be determined. Like, I think we all seen the greatness that he had in that one season at Ohio State, which obviously launched him into being a first-round pick. Um, is everything there to help support him in Washington? I'd say no. I think they could upgrade at the wide receiver position, the tight end position. Obviously, the the offensive line play hasn't been all that great for him. You know, the one good thing is he hasn't turned the ball over, hasn't been sacked too much. You know, he is limited in his mobility. Um, but I don't feel like you're seeing enough uh, aggressiveness throwing the ball downfield, and I think that leads to, 
you know, there isn't the playmakers to get the ball downfield to, you know, McLaurin's not a speedy guy. Sims has some speed, but not too much. Um, the running backs have been okay. Haven't been great. Um, I feel like Adrian Peterson would definitely help him. They cut him before uh, training camp was over and they have a lot of uh, young depth at that running back position, but I think it's still be to, to be determined. We'll see how the season plays out. Um, but I still think it's too early to say whether or not Dwayne Haskins is the uh, quarterback moving forward for the Washington football team. Yeah. You talk about not getting the ball downfield and what that we've seen that so uh, much with Browns quarterbacks over the years and struggling to do so. If you can't get the ball downfield uh, in a passing game, it just allows defenses to tee off on you uh, in terms of the pass rush and, and stopping the run as well. Because if there's no threat to go deep, um, you know defenses will load the box, and and regardless of um, the down, they're able to to tee off on the offense and, and you know have a really good pass rush and, and whatnot. So uh, that's something that. Terry McLaurin has hopefully can change, but they're going to need more weapons, uh, like you mentioned, on the offensive side, as well as a better offensive line to give Haskins time to throw the ball downfield and stretch the defense out. You mentioned Ron Rivera, and they brought him in um, after all that time at Carolina uh, that he spent there. And when you talk about Ron Rivera, he's known for defense. And when you look at the Washington football team, the strength is in their defense. They've invested the last four first-round picks over the last four years into the defensive line with Chase Young, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, and Montez Sweat. When you talk about having a, a specific culture, when you think about Ron Rivera, it's having good defensive teams. And while the offense may be similar to Cincinnati, um, who the Browns played last week, this defense that they're going to go up against is a lot more difficult than the, the Bengals' defense um, that, that was put out there last week. So they're definitely going to have a, a more difficult time moving the ball, I, I would tend to think, against this Washington defense who has a really solid defensive front and a really defensive-minded head coach. Yeah, definitely. And you, and you didn't even mention Ryan Kerrigan, who's been a stalwart there in Washington for, I think, almost the last decade, if, if not more than a decade. Um, that's another first-round pick. So yeah, 20, five, 2011. Yeah, so five first-round picks on that defensive front. I, I told you before we started recording, this is similar to what San Francisco was doing out there. You know, when they had Boza, Buckner, Thomas, uh, you know, they had acquired D Ford, who was a first-round pick. And um, so you can see what Washington's trying to do. And obviously you mentioned Ron Rivera's background, former player was part of that 86 bears defense. They and they also have Jack Del Rio. We know his credentials as both a player and a defensive coordinator, as well as a head coach in this league. So, uh, you know, this team is built on their defense and they have been pretty darn good for the first two weeks. Yeah. They've given up some points, but, you know, they dominated week one against the Eagles coming back. I think they were down 17-0, and they scored 27 unanswered. They got after Carson Wentz. And then, obviously, last week, and, you know, I was watching the Arizona game. Uh, they obviously gave up 30 points. Um, but, you know, they 
I could see what Arizona was doing to make sure that the defensive front didn't get after Kyler Murray. Seeing a lot of quick passes, a lot of screens, uh, so Kyler could get the ball out quickly because if Kyler's going to sit back there and wait for a receiver to get open, he was going to end up getting sacked. And we know his mobility and is able to extend plays with his legs, but uh, it was just going to be a tough matchup for him. And, you know, they were able to run the ball. Arizona was able to run against this team, but I don't know what the Browns game plan is in mind, but this defense is very talented. And, you know, for Baker, you you can't wait for a play to be, uh, can't wait for somebody to get open or something. So I feel like for the Browns, they need to stick to running the football until Washington stops it. And then once, you know, they try to stop it, I feel like that's going to open up the passing game and that's going to get Baker time to get the ball to Odell or Jarvis or, the tight ends, but uh, it's going to be a lot tougher this week for Cleveland than it was last week against Cincinnati. That's for sure. I feel the the game plan for the Browns offensively is going to be similar to how it was kind of in that first drive against Cincinnati. I think they're going to do what they can to move the pocket um, to give Baker some more time, maybe get away from Chase Young, um, you know, roll, out towards, you know, roll the opposite side of where he's at. That'll help him out. Uh, definitely using the, the running game uh, to help that defense not tee off uh, on the Browns. I know the offensive line for the Browns has been really good. Uh, you know, Wyatt Teller has been one of the highest rated offensive linemen. Uh, Jedrick Wills has played really well. Uh, you know, there's been excellent breakdowns on that as well. So they're, the offensive line, I have confidence that they'll be able to give Baker time, but um, they're going to have to do some certain things schematically to, to help Baker out, I, I think, this weekend. I think Baker can excel in quick passes, and you know if you're able to, to do that, they have the, the weapons at receiver and running back to, to make that happen. You know, OBJ and quick slants, Cream uh, Hunt out of the backfield as well. So th- there's a lot the Browns can do offensively to, to uh, help suppress the, the pass rush um, that, that the Washington football team will, will have against the Browns. So uh, I'm looking forward to, to seeing that kind of chess match because, you know, week one, they went up against a tough defensive line, really struggled. Uh, last week, definitely a, a different story and, and different talent pool uh, for Cincinnati, but um, this week against Washington, that talent pool is back up there and it's going to be difficult uh, at times. And, you know, this team, uh, the Washington football team, they're, they're probably going to get some sacks. You're going to get some quarterback pressures, uh, maybe even some quarterback hits. And uh, they're, they're going to give Baker a, a difficult time. So it's, it's going to be up to this offensive line to, to help, uh, Baker out as much as they can, as well as the play calling. Uh, we saw last week with Stefanski some of the nuances that he had calling plays and, and some of the things he did to help out Baker. You're going to have to do the, the same thing again this week uh, to, to help him out going up against a, a tough defensive front. So I, I have confidence that this Browns team is going to be able to move the ball. Um, you know, I, I, I can see their offense being just as good as Arizona. Uh, with the talent pool that, that the Browns can put out there 
with all the different playmakers that they have and a really good offensive line. So I think they'll be able to move the ball. They'll be able to score some points. Uh, it's just a matter of when, when it's crucial. Uh, if, if it comes to a crucial situation um, that the Browns have to score or get a first down, that they'll be able to handle the pass rush uh, that this defensive front is going to be able to throw at them. Uh, you know, the one thing I worry about is if, you know, Baker starts to feel pressure by this defensive front, like, is he going to revert back to old habits? Like, I feel like hopefully, you know, Stefanski and Van Pelt have schemed it up to where, you know, Baker can trust this offensive line well enough to where even if he does get a sack or he gets pressure or gets hit that it's not going to rattle him. Like I, if I don't know if you've seen the mic'd up video or Stefanski tells Baker, just keep your eyes downfield, just keep your eyes downfield. Like, I feel like if Baker, you know, sees someone coming that he will roll out, but he's still keeping his eyes downfield, seeing if, you know, Odell Landry, Bryant Hooper, or even one of the running backs gets free and is able to make a play that Baker's going to be able to look down the field, find someone open, and still, you know, connect with his the weapons, even if Chase Young's coming after him, even if Kerrigan's coming after him. Like, yeah, this is a talented defensive front. It's not going to be what the Bengals were bringing at him, but Baker's got to know, like, if I'm going to be the guy here in Cleveland, I can't be worried about these guys coming after me. I need to look downfield, shake off the, the, the rush that's coming, and still make the throws down the field, regardless if it's Cincinnati or it's Washington. Baker still has to be confident that he can still make the plays to put points on the board. Um, let's talk about the Washington secondary because they do have some players back there. Um, they have – excuse me – they have Kendall Fuller at cornerback. They have Landon Collins at safety, Ronald Darby at corner. Uh, they have a, a fourth-round pick in Troy, I think it's Apke, uh, from 2018 uh, back there as their starters. Um, how do you feel that defensive secondary will be able to handle uh, the talent uh, of the Browns' offense, especially looking at uh, OBJ and Jarvis Landry? Yeah, I mean – they are a talented group, but, you know, watching the Arizona game, you know, they, I feel like they're still learning this defense schematically. Uh, the first touchdown that they gave up, it was a simple slant route at the goal line to DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Fabian Moreau was covering him and, you know, Hopkins cut in and Collins was supposed to pick him up. Collins didn't pick him up. And you could see immediately like Collins knew, like he made a mistake. So, while this is a talented group, they're still learning, just much like the Browns are learning. You know, these are new coaching staffs for both sides, new schemes, uh, you know, new play calls and everything. So, you know, they're still getting the kinks out, much like the Browns' offense was the first couple weeks. So, um, do I expect them to be better this week? Absolutely. I feel like each game, each snap, you're going to get better, especially when you're learning a new scheme. Um, so, this is a talented bunch. Uh, you know, I expect... It won't be easy for the Browns, but there's still going to be opportunities for plays to be made. Uh, I think a one play last week, and, you know, this is perfect for our receivers. You know, they sent Christian Kirk down the sideline. Ronald Darby, who's coming off, I believe, an Achilles injury, and he's had his fair share of knee injuries. He, Kirk was one step ahead, and I'm thinking, like, okay, this is a play that Odell could run, that Jarvis could get down the field. Even a Kendaro Hodge, for instance, like, 
these these secondary is talented. They all have their flaws, and I feel like that that's where the Browns will have the edge definitely when it comes to going up against Washington's defense. Is that our skilled players are better than their secondary? So uh, that's a situation where I think Odell can have a strong performance. Od- uh, Landry can have a strong performance, and you know the linebackers because we didn't even talk about them. Our linebackers are okay. But I could see a situation where our tight ends get more involved this week in the passing game. We could finally see maybe a breakout performance by Hooper. Maybe even Bryant has an opportunity to capitalize. So uh, I feel good about our weapons against you know their key components on in the in the back seven for sure. As we start to wrap up here, Jack, um, I want you to give me one thing that has to happen in order for the Browns to win this game on Sunday? Continue to run the football and wear down that defensive front. Um, you've seen it last week. You know, even though it was a, against a banged-up Bengals defense, you know, the Browns just kept pounding the ball, running. And you heard it this week from Landry, from Odell. It, th- this is the formula for success. They know that they're having to sacrifice some so that, you know, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt can help carry this offense. And I feel like they need to keep doing that. And I heard someone say it this week, you know, keep running the football until defenses stop you. And I feel like that's what the Browns need to keep doing. You have two of the best running backs in the National Football League, the top running back tandem um, in the league. You know, that's the formula for success. The Browns need to keep going with it. I mean, it's when you put up 35 points, the majority of it is because of your running game. You keep doing that until it doesn't work, and then you you, you work on something else to make your offense uh, keep churning. So if the Browns are going to win, just keep doing what they're doing. Give the ball to 24, give the ball to 27, and until Washington stops it, that's what you do. And I feel like that's going to put us in the best situation to win on Sunday. Yeah, I definitely feel the same way you do. Um, you know, they had great success last week running the football, and you saw what Nick Chubb was able to do to wear them down over three quarters. And then you saw in the fourth quarter, they started to give it to Kareem Hunt, who's just a, a different style and was slashing through the Bengals defense. And I couldn't tell you how many times, Jack, we've seen that one drive happen against the Browns where. You know, they started out the first couple plays with Nick Chubb. They put Kareem Hunt in there, and he just sliced his entire way uh, into the end zone in in just a a handful of plays. We've seen that happen so many times uh, to the Browns late in the fourth quarter, and it was just so wonderful to see uh, it happen for us uh, for a change. So running the football definitely is going to be, I I think, agree along with you, the, the formula uh, to win the game against Washington on Sunday. Uh, predictions. Uh, give me your prediction for Sunday. I, I say the Browns win, but I, I have this feeling that the de- Washington's defense is going to keep it a lot closer than people think. Um, I do expect that our running game will wear that defense out, you know, going into the fourth quarter. It, you know, it'll be close, but I do say the Browns win. And Anthony, I don't know if you're ready for this crazy statistic. And shout out to Rod Bloom of the Browns Blitz who uh, looked this one up. The Browns, once they win on Sunday, because I do say they're going to win, they will be over 500 for the first time since the 2014 season. 
and that, that's just crazy to me. But, you know, finally the Browns will break through over the 500 mark and they, they'll win. I say 27 to 21 Browns win. Oh, good old Brian Hoyer. Uh, that's the last time that happened. Um, I agree with you. I, I think the Browns are, are going to win on Sunday. Um, it's going to be a, a tough battle uh, to score some points, I think. But in the end, the Browns just have so much firepower on offense that uh, they're going to be able to to handle Washington and uh, score on them when they need to, uh, in my opinion. So uh, with that being said, I have the Browns winning this game um, 30 to 24. Uh, I'll say it's going to be within six points. I think the Browns are getting seven uh, points in this matchup, um, you know, in, in the betting uh, world. So uh, I think that the the Washington will keep this close, but um, eventually the, the Browns will be able to pull away and, and come out with a victory. And uh, like you said, had their first winning record uh, since 2014, which is unbelievable, but that's where we've been over all these years. Um, Jack, anything else you want to discuss as we get on out of here? No, sir. We are good to go. All right. Uh, as we get on out of here, be sure to follow Jack on Twitter at JackMcCurry08. Uh, be sure to follow me on Twitter at Anthony Jokey and the website as well at the Dogland on Twitter and on Facebook. Uh, with all that, uh, we will be back at some point on Sunday uh, to, to break down this matchup and hopefully talk about uh, another Browns win. Um, and until then, and most importantly, go Browns. Everyone knows that putting money aside in savings is really important. But then what? Should you keep your savings locked in a CD for a higher rate or keep them liquid in a money market? Can your checking account help you save too? Or is it about creating the right combination? We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about the savings options that are right for you. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com. Member FDIC. You have a lot to focus on every day. Let Virginia Premier focus on your health coverage. Our health plan is only focused on Virginia, so we can connect you with quality health care and local resources. Our added benefits give you more value on top of your medical and drug coverage from Virginia Medicaid. See our benefits at virginiapremier.com slash Medicaid and have your whole family with the same health plan. Virginia Premier, focused on Virginia, focused on you.